episode of Outside the Rack is brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of the Gym Aware. In today's world of strength and conditioning, data collections become the utmost of importance, and that's exactly where Gym Aware separates itself from the competition. Because when we're sitting there and looking to collect data, what data are you actually collecting? And are the numbers you're looking at fitting into the exercises that you're utilizing? And even more so, are they going to answer the questions that you're looking for? Looking at different ways that you are moving the barbell through peak and mean, both velocity and power, is really what separates gym aware from the competition. Being able to understand what your ballistic exercises are doing separate to what your strength exercises are doing really allows you to program at a much more specific level for your athletes. So hop on over to kinetic.com.au to see what Evan and his team have in store for you today. Hey guys, this is Jay here from Gym Aware. Really hope you're enjoying Coach Mayer's podcast series so far. Here at Gym Aware, we've just released our brand new VBT product, Flex. Um, so I just want to give you a bit of insight into what it is and how it could help you as a coach or athlete. Flex uses brand new laser optic technology to measure barbell velocity, so like Gym Aware, it's highly accurate. The device connects straight to your iPhone or iPad. We've had an independent validation study to confirm that Flex is highly accurate. We have loads of awesome features already and our experience development team continues to work on software updates each and every day. Key performance metrics are available including both peak and mean velocity, peak and mean power, distance, bar position and bar path. If you guys want any more information on flex, velocity based training, just be sure to reach out, go to our website, check us out on socials as well. But for now we hope you enjoy the rest of Coach Kamea's podcast. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 86th episode of Outside the Rack, brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of Gym Aware. In this show, we're just going to try to dive a little deeper in the minds of the top practitioners in the world of sport performance to learn a little bit more about who they actually are and how they got to where they are today. Today, we are joined by the Director of Sport Performance for Men's Basketball at Virginia Commonwealth University, Dan Roos. Roos, thanks for being with us today, bro. Thanks, Jay. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. I'm, you know, I'm glad you're doing great, dude. I'm glad things are good. I'm excited to hear the banging and the clanging and them building the gym out back. Because if anybody has seen the videos online, like, it's really fun to to watch Dan and, and his son work out. But, you know, before we get too far into this, brother, who is Dan Roos? Um, yeah, number one on that one, I, I absolutely refuse to refer to myself in the third person. So I'm not going to on that one. Um, I, uh, I have the best job in the country. Um, that, that's, I know that's arguable for a lot of people and things like that. Um, but I do feel like I, I, I have a little, little room to say that because I've been here at VCU. I left and then I came back um, because of what I have here. Uh, so getting to show up every day, um, at a place that I really enjoy to work um, is terrific. Um, I got one of the best bosses in the country. I have the best boss in the country, Mike Rhodes. Um, you know, he, he's unbelievable human being, first and foremost. Um, and he, you know, really, really not only allows, you know, you to be yourself and, and to, to do what you do, but encourages it. Um, and so that makes it you know, a lot of fun. Um, the other thing he allows and encourages is spending a lot of time with your family. Um, and so that's a big thing for me too. 
um, that I'm sure we'll talk about a little later. Awesome, man. Yeah, and it's, I think that all too often, one thing that I, if I can give the league a plug, you see people that go bigger and then, you know, they kind of get a, a dose of the bright lights and all of that. And, and, and that's what they kind of need. But there's two coaches in the A-10 right now who have come back. You came back after Texas, and Casey came back after, I think it was Miami, right? Correct, correct. Yeah, we've, we've talked a good bit about that, a lot of yeah. similar situations. Yeah, and it's, you know, I say this all the time, but, like, people sleep on the A-10, and not just for basketball, but it's, like, a really cool coaching community. A absolutely absolutely C couldn't uh can't say that enough you know the uh the guys and ladies in this league you know that we were able to work with and, and see you know at games and stuff and hopefully see a little bit more when we can do some some in-person things like that um it is a really cool vibe um and i really enjoy getting to know some of the new ones and then some of the ones that have been around a little bit it's good to uh to catch up with no doubt man no doubt but listen it's a guy who has really worked your way all the way up and, and found a great spot for you and a place that you really like to call home. I'm excited to hear the first question here. And that is, if you wouldn't mind, describe a learning situation <laughs> that brought about an epiphany in your career. Uh, this one's easy. This one's easy for me. And, and, you know, like I told you, this is one of my favorite podcasts. You know, I love the length of it and, and it fits in well with my commute. And I also, love not talking about X's and O's, not hearing about them all the time and sets and reps and things like that. So, you know, so I really, really love this question. Um, excuse me, mine, uh, it, mine happens, oof, let's see, 2006-ish, 2007, uh, really stands out to me. Um, and I, I had uh, I'd been a graduate assistant at Marshall University, um, for John Sanderson at Michigan, learned a great deal from him. And then I took over for him there at Marshall um, when he left for Clemson. And, and, you know, I went from being, being a GA to being the, you know, director of Olympic sports there at the University of Marshall. And while that was great and all looks good on the resume, in many people's eyes there, I, I was still going to be a GA, you know, no matter what happened. Um, and that's just the way it was going to be. And that's fine. You know, I'm 25, 26 years old. It doesn't matter. You know, um, and, and so after a year and a half there, um, I took the head job at UNC Pembroke in North Carolina, um, Division II school. They were just starting football, um, and it was near both sets of grandparents. My wife and I just had our first child. And, uh, you know, so I went down there and I, on the interview, I said, man, if they got nice facilities, you know, then I'll take the job. And um, it went down there. The facilities were fantastic. Uh, they just built a new weight room. They were going to allow me to build another one, you know, for Olympic sports and things like this. And, and I thought this could be a lot of fun. And uh, so, you know, I took the job and, you know, it didn't take many workouts there. And I realized that, that those people there looked at me as an expert for the first time. Now, was I an expert? Not a chance. No, 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 no way. You know, didn't, didn't have a clue. But, but to those teams, to those sport coaches and things there, you know, what I said carried weight versus when I would had come from being a GA, you know, to a head to a full time strength coach. 
Um, and so what that did was that really allowed me to, to build and hone my coaching voice and my chops. Um, you know, I had 16 sports the first year by myself. Um, and yeah, while, while challenging, you know, time-wise, um, it was terrific um, because I got so many reps coaching. Um, and at the same time, you know, at the Vision Two level, I was teaching a class. I was teaching two sections of kinesiology. And when I took the job, that was just kind of part of the job. But it really ended up being what a great two-year learning experience of teaching kinesiology and coaching 16 sports and really learning how to use my voice and, and all the little things that go with that, you know, tone, inflection, things like that, you know, because we sit here and look at each other and we've been doing this a, a long time. Um, and and, and it, there's so many people out here that are so much smarter than me in every aspect of strength and conditioning. But what I know how to do is I know how to coach people. Um, and, and, and little things like, like, like how you control the room and your personality and stuff, you know, goes into that, you know? So like, we're trying to hire an intern right now and I really don't care what certifications they have, what all this kind of stuff. Do they have a personality? Because if you can't coach your way out of a paper bag, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, man. These kids aren't going to listen to you, you know? Uh, so that, that, that epiphany really stands out to me is that two years there and, and really figuring out who I was as a coach and how I didn't have to look like this certain strength coach or I didn't have to sound like this one or I didn't have to program like this one or whatever it was. I got to get these kids to do what I want them to do, you know? And, and me figuring that out was huge. And, you know, they were really bought into it too. So that sure, that sure helped, helped my ego there. <laughs> I think that that's one that there's usually a moment, especially with us older heads, which is really kind of painful to say that that's where we are now, bro. But like where we were like, wow, like it, it takes a bit to be able to step back and really understand what that means is like how to do those things. Because all too often for the longest time, it was just like, do what the person says because they're the coach. And as time has evolved, that's been a completely new skill set that's been required. Absolutely. 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 You know, kids, you know, I, I, I found myself over the past few years really explaining what we're doing a lot more than I used to. Um, and and even, even to some kids who I wouldn't think would be interested in the why. Um, and, and, you know, it goes back to teaching kinesiology, you know, and, and the whys of human movement, you know, and, and how to get these kids to understand those things and myself to understand those things. You know, why are we doing this movement? Why are we not doing this movement that we saw on Instagram last week? You know, things like that, you know? Yeah, that one with the Instagram is the big one where there are some buttes out there, but that's another talk for another day. But I also too want to point out something because it's a common, uh, rift, let's say in strength coach Twitter, you coach 16 teams and taught two undergrad classes. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Looking back. It, it was, but it wasn't, but it wasn't at the time, you know, because that was just my schedule. 
And that's what I did. You know, you, we had some early morning teams. We had two classes, two sections, squeezing a little lunch, maybe a personal workout, maybe not, just depending on what happens. Have my afternoon teams. You know what? Go home on the weekends. Hey, that was the, the, the beauty of Division Two. You know, I, I, I didn't sit in on any team meetings. You know, I didn't have academic meetings, things like that. It was, it was uh, let, let's, let's train these kids and see what happens. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And at the end of the day, like, that's really what I'm trying to do in life is have fun. I don't, I don't know anything else. You know, so that was a blast. It, was it hard transitioning to one sport from there primarily, which is what I did? Very challenging. You know, and, and I've, I've told this to a lot of people before. The, the hardest part was like, if I have a bad day with my group right now, then I, I might not get to see them till tomorrow or the next day for another session. And whereas then with 16 teams, like I might have a bad, bad group, bad session for whatever reason it may be. The next group I've got, it, they're ready to roll. And it turns out to be a great day because of it, you know? So that's, that's the challenges of, of having one sport versus having multiple sports. And, and, you know, a lot of us have done those, those kind of things, you know, throughout time and, and have had each of those, those experiences. And you, you take from them, you know, always taken from them. No doubt, man. I think that it's a blessing and a curse in a way, right? Because like those days are long. And with those long days, you have those kind of ebbs and flows when it comes to that. But I think that what's always been the best part of a lot of those of us who have been in the game for a while, like career, we always come back to that yeah, I was working from 5.30 or 6 in the morning till 6 or 7 at night. But it was great. awesome. And it was just coaching. And you learn so much during that. And I think that, like, the evolution of our area of sport has been great. And seeing things grow has been great. You know, where people can have a more laser focus with teams. But I almost worry that like this next round of coaches is missing out. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I've got a graduate assistant right now, uh, Paul Coyer, does a fantastic job for me. He's going to be a fantastic basketball strength coach, but because that's the only experience he has right now. You know, and in normal times, like I would send him over to Coach Contos' weight room, be around some different teams and things like that. But that was even, you know, impossible this year um with 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 the situation going on around the world you know so that that's where we are you know and so so what i did was i had him coach our staff <laughs> they, they were his team you know I, I turned our staff into his team you know and that's who he had to coach and so that's what we did <laughs> that's awesome but that's great i mean they got to do something yeah that's it <laughs> but you know moving on to number two Roos, i'm excited for this because you know as a guy who's been in the league in the game for a while and someone who's been at all the levels, being an inquisitive person is something that has to be part of what you do, you know, especially as things evolved with the playing style that you guys had and then how that had to change a bit when you guys moved and now coming back and really kind of meeting it in the middle. You know, there's been a lot of, of digging and, and things of that nature. So if Roos knew he'd get the answer to one question, what would that question be? I, I used to have a different answer for this one, but I'm going to go ahead and hit you with that one first. And, 
And anybody in basketball strength and conditioning will be able to relate to this, probably some other sports too, but I think basketball may be the most is, is I would ask my director of operations, hey, what's the schedule this week? <laughs> and get the answer. <laughs> no, you know, I, I can't say that anymore because the current director of ops I have here, Jimmy Martelli, is phenomenal. The best I've ever worked with in the history of the world. Uh, he's so organized, but you know, I always joke with my friends in football, like, like you guys, you got it so easy. You play on Saturdays, you lift on Sunday, you lift on Tuesday, your non-travel guys lift Friday. Let's go. Let's go. That's what we're going to do this week. It's so regimented. It's so structured. And I know TV plays into that too. And different things like that, you know, but man, we, we might play Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, one week, and then have off and not play till the next Saturday. And who knows? And like head coaches are just notorious for like, ah, let's do this today. Let's do this. You know, and like, that's not, that's not progression. That, that's not periodization. That doesn't work like we're in my world, you know? So I just wanted to know what the schedule was going to be. Well, I, I can't, I cannot say it anymore. You know, this is the most organized staff I've ever been a part of. I love this staff here. It's phenomenal. Um, so we really communicate well, you know, so, so my, my, my new answer to that is, is I, I, I like, I, I like the unknown. I'm not fearful of the unknown. Like, you know, let's just have some unknowns in the world and, and enjoy it and have fun with it. <laughs> There's about 350 some odd division one basketball strength coaches that just shot their coffee out their nose listening to. <laughs> What's the schedule this week? Schedule and this, week? this week, what's the schedule tomorrow? Like, <laughs> what are we doing tomorrow? I, I know what we're going to do today because it's 9 a.m. and I just found out. But what are we going to do tomorrow? Like, that's what, that's brilliant. That's hilarious. Oh, and I wish it wasn't oh, so yeah. true. But, like, with football, too, it's like, they don't just know the oh, week. Yeah. Like, our football staff, like, they have camp through the playoffs scheduled already <laughs> through, like, next yeah. season. And I'm just like, don't you guys have, like, three games left yeah. in the spring? Like, they're like, oh, yeah, but we know they what we're going to do. They do. They're talking macro cycles and all this kind of stuff. We're just trying to figure out what we're going to do tomorrow. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just want to know what, what time you need me here. What time when do I need to be here tomorrow? I'll just be here at eight, just in case. <laughs> oh, that's too good. Oh, it's funny because it's true. <laughs> well, listen, man, with, with all the craziness that we've been going through, you know, finding a time to recharge is important. So other than laughing about our schedules, what's Roos's escape? I mean, this one's easy, and this is going to sound like everybody else's too, you know, like, what, what do I do to get away? I like to work out. It's fun. You know, it's, it's a good time. It, and that has transformed over the years from the physical benefits and the aesthetics of looking in the mirror to, to the mental health side of things. Um, Ryan Horn and I uh, are actually training for a half Ironman here in June. We've been training for it for two years because it got put off last year. Um, so, you know, we've had fun with that. Um, I'm ready to, for a change here coming up. Um, because it's been two years of that. Uh, so I, I feel, I feel a little, little bit sagittal um, right now from that kind of training. Um, my, I'm an aerobic machine, though. 
Um, and the other thing is, is I, I like to watch my kids play sports. Um, that, that's it, lucky enough to have two kids that enjoy sports, you know. Um, but more than that, I like the, I like the preparation and the process of it and watching them figure things out is the most fun to me. Um, and, and that goes for my kids, you know, at VCU as well. It, I've always enjoyed the preparation for competition more so than the competition itself. Not that I don't like to compete, don't get me wrong, it's, it's fun to win, but the preparation, you know, and, and watching my kids figure those things out as they go through athletics um, has been a blast to me um, and letting them figure it out is also um, part of the fun of that and part of my release and part of my escape and getaway is going out to those games and just watching and watching their teammates and friends figure those things out. Um, that's just a blast to me. So that's it. That's awesome. man. That's awesome. And I think that the fact that you guys are training for something for over two years, yeah. it's, like a, it's a credit to you guys because like, dude, I don't think I've stuck with a TV show for two years. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It should have been over last June. It should should have been. But, you know, due to the the pandemic, it got put off a year. And to be honest, I was not ready for the run portion of it last year. Uh, Much better, much better, much more ready this year um, for that. Uh, So we'll we'll keep you updated on how that goes in June. Awesome, man. I can't wait to see it. Roos, man, it's great to see you. I'm glad you're doing awesome, brother. And I truly appreciate your time, man. Thanks, Jay. I appreciate it. Yeah, brother. We'll be in touch soon, buddy. Thanks. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Cheers.